Blog Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into the 411 Lounge, and as always, I am LeVar, and my guest tonight really doesn't need that much of an introduction, because if you have been on social media, whether it's been MySpace, whether it's been either Facebook, YouTube, whether it's Twitter, even if it's to her website, you will pretty much know who it is just by mere sight, and like I said, you don't need that much of an introduction when you are popular as she is. And just recently, she has taken her career in another direction, which I'm excited about, and I'm pretty sure all of her fans are excited about. And as I always kind of used to say about her, she's like Thanksgiving dinner. It's like everything there looks so good, and you just want to dive in. <laughs> the person that you hear laughing at my joke, and I do thank you for laughing at that, is none other than the lovely Marcy Diamond. Marcy, how are you? I am awesome. I'm in my bathtub because it's cold out, so I'm just chilling and decided, you know what, before I talk to him, I'm going to fold myself. I'm good, though. Now, now you know, I, I'm kind of, like, jealous because now if I had known that you were going to be in your tub, I could have done this on location. <laughs> or you could have just gotten in your tub, and then I'd be in my tub, so we'd both be lounging doing the show. No, I don't think the sight of me in a tub is going to have everything. <laughs> I don't think that's oh, going to be okay, as exciting. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I I would love to join you in that way, but not in a, that far away. <laughs> but like mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I think our it. listeners. <laughs> yeah, I think our listeners will, don't think of me that way. So I think they'd much rather have the sight of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, we've got so much to discuss tonight, and like I said, I've been a fan since MySpace, and, you know, for a lot of people who, you know, have been, you know, on social media and enough to have fans know them, it's kind of where we feel we know them, but then, you know, your story, there's still so much to, you know, tell because there's so much that's written about you. We don't know, you know, the truth from fiction unless we hear it from you. And that's why I was kind of excited to have you on tonight because there's so much that's been going on in your life as of late, and I'm pretty sure uh, a pretty busy time for you as of late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's crazy because I did not know. It's like people say, oh, I see you everywhere, and it's like, well, I see me everywhere too because I'm on my Twitter, my pages, mm-hmm. my stuff. So I don't know what people see in the course of their normal, like, you know, cruising through Twitter, cruising through um different media sites or YouTube or Daily Motion, so you don't know the effect you really have out there. You don't know the impact. Um, and I don't have anyone to come back and give me those numbers and study it because, you know, every time I put a video on YouTube, it stays a little bit and it gets knocked down. So I can only go by Daily Motion, you know, my video's there. But when I started doing porn, 
it was like I get an email from someone, you're on the front page of Z porn. I'm like, What? Why would I be on the front page? I mean to me it's just like why the hell would they care? And and I, I just don't I, and I think to myself, Man, we're were so people knew about me like before this? And I'm just like it's just amazing to me because you just do what you do and you try to work hard but you don't really realize people are paying attention. So that's cool. Yeah, people are definitely paying attention and like I said, a lot of your <laughs> fan base is pretty excited about you know, things that have been happening here as of late. But, of course, we'll get to that in just a moment. And, of course, I always like to start back at the beginning so that, you know, people kind of have a general idea here of just how, you know, Marcy Diamond became to be. But, you know, for you growing up, and, of course, the one thing about it, not to hide it, you're well known for your curves. And, and, and uh-huh. you know, you've seen on Marcy's site – Thirty six twenty nine forty nine. That that pretty that pretty much is you know right there, and that's what people are known for. At what point did I guess? And I'm I'm always interested in hearing the stories here. At what point did you develop the curves that you have now? And when you were developing them, did it cause like a lot of tension growing up, or did you accept it right away? Oh my God, my mom would die if she heard me say this. Um. I remember being at the beach, so I'm going to go a little farther back than what you just said. Um, I was a little kid. I remember being at the beach, looking at my mother, and I was probably about five, six, and I'm watching my mom walk up from the water over back to the blanket, and I looked at her, and I'm like, oh, my God, her hips are so big and her butt's so big. And I remember just thinking she looked weird because the top part of her was like, small, tiny rib cage. I mean, she's even curvier than me. And she sat down, and I said to my dad when she was walking up, I go, why are her hips so big? And he goes, Marcy, that's not nice. And I just I just never really, I hadn't seen my mom in a bathing suit. I hadn't seen her naked. So I just remember thinking, that looks so weird. And then when I started getting older, um, I didn't like it because I thought it just was so pronounced and my hips were so big. And then... Um, all of a sudden, I'm 14, I get a job at TJ Cinnamons, that was my first job, and I'm rolling the cinnamon rolls, and I'm eating them, and then, you know, I start gaining weight, and it was, like, at about 14, no, I have to say about 15, maybe even 16, just my ass one summer just blew up. That's why if I bend over, I hate this, but I have stretch marks coming out from my butthole out towards the middle of my ass when I bend over. It looks like I got cut. And and one day I was feeling in my butt crack, and I was like, what the hell is that? That's like a scar. It feels like a scar because my my stretch marks coming out from from there are just, like, really thick and huge. And I remember just when I was younger feeling like, what is going on? And then I go back to school, 11th grade, and people are like, what the hell? They'd say, you got a ghetto booty? They'd say all kind of crazy things. And... Um, I didn't like it because white girls typically, you know, their tits on a stick, big boobs. You don't really want to accentuate your butt. They consider that you're fat. So I was mm-hmm. modeling, and um, they, they, they told me I was too heavy. But um, I got into that. I could tell you later, I guess. But, um, yeah, I just, it was something that was hard to accept. It really was. So I, I guess like at it. this, so 
at this point, did it cause like a lot of tension with other girls and like get a lot of attention from a lot of the guys? You know, only black black dudes. <laughs> they were the oh. only ones that liked me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the white dudes were like, she's black sucking. She, her butt's too big. She's fat. Her bottom half is just fat. She's fat, and they wrote me off. So it was like, what the fuck is what's wrong with me? And I I would try so hard to work out, do the treadmill. You know, I, I'm not kidding you. There was a point in time where I was doing the treadmill for two hours a night when I was about, I'd say, 21, 22, mm-hmm. trying to just, you know, I had an Italian boyfriend at the time, and he was telling me, if you lose your butt, I'll get you a boob job. And then I'm, like, thinking, I don't want a boob job, though, so why the fuck do I have to lose my butt? And then I just kind of realized later, this is who I am. This is the way I'm built. I'm just going to be me. I can't keep starving myself and doing these ridiculous workout programs. And it wasn't it wasn't going to make you go away. It was making it more pronounced, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I'm always interested in those stories because I was like, a lot of people, they accept it right away and they pretty much, you know, uh, you know, pretty much lived with it. But for other people, it took a while and then it was maybe one particular moment or one particular person that kind of had them see the light and accept, you know, what was. And it's, it's uh-huh. always pretty interesting. Uh-huh. And so from there, growing up, I mean, before everything now, you were pretty much known as, you know, an urban model. And what uh-huh. was your experience like in that arena? Did you have, I mean, and like you said, growing up, you know, to, and I guess it's different, it's different now in the last 10, 15 years to, you know, for everybody to see, you know, a white girl with curves that, you know, supposedly back then were, you know, only seen on black women. But growing up then, did you have like a lot of doubters, a lot of, you know, haters at that point? And what was it like in that arena when you were in that? You know, it's funny. I have my own, like, my own theory and people will be like, nah, but I'm like, no, I'm telling you because I'm white. I'm telling you. And I know other white girls. There are plenty mm-hmm. of white girls with her. Plenty. Yeah. They're like everywhere. I'll be in the grocery store. They're everywhere. But what happened back in the day was you tried to starve yourself because that's not what the, the magazines had. They had the skinny chicks. You know, they say that on the runway, they want their clothes to come down the runway on someone basically that's like a hanger. They don't want curves. They want you to look at the clothes. They don't want you to be looking at the titties popping out. They want you to just see the clothing. So if the girl has boobs and a butt, you're going to be looking at her curves. And then they said the reason they don't put women down the runway with curves is because it antagonizes women, and then they're going to go, oh, great, really? So this chick's got a D set of boobs. I'm supposed to look like that? And then they would be mad. So they just use skinny girls, and then you have um, girls that are that were trying to look like that. So everybody I knew, starving them, taking B, taking diet pills. That was everybody I knew, and 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 now it, I think it's just white women are like, yeah, we can be who we want to be because you got Latin women that are not afraid. I'm not saying by any means that every white woman has a big round butt. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that. Not everyone, a white person has a flat ass. This is not accurate, and that's not true. So, um, But when you do add weight to yourself and you're not trying to diet and be as thick thin as you can, I mean, look at the models that are out there on the runway. They're doing coke. They're doing whatever they can to look like that. But if they let themselves just eat, it'd be amazing the curves that people actually can have. So um, 
that's my theory on why all of a sudden supposedly they're popping up everywhere because it's okay now in society because white people are the minority. So it's like, oh, cool. You don't have to try to live up to some standards that are not possible. They're not attainable or else everybody would just naturally be super duper duper skinny and have no curves. That's what they were trying to attain. Yeah, and and I I totally agree with that because it's you know it's it's great now and it's back then everybody kind of hit it but now it's like everyone that did have curves they're now you know fully accepting it they're coming out there and they're popping out of woodwork and trust me us guys we love it. <laughs> yeah, because I was doing that. I was taking speed. I was taking um, diet pills that were the equivalent to speed for a three hundred and fifty pound man. I got them from a friend. Her uncle was on a diet pills. And they were basically speed. And so I was taking them. I was 125 pounds, five, three and a half. I didn't feel I was skinny enough. So I started taking those. And I got to 115, and everybody was like, Marcy, your butt is gone. Your legs are gone. What the hell? Your legs are super skinny. And I'll I'll never forget, I was in the club one night, and this dude goes, what happened to your ass? I'm like, oh, I felt stupid. I'm like, oh, I've just been sick. And then I started realizing, yeah, you can lose all your curves and get rid of everything if you just don't eat. Then all the fat, you become super trim, and all that fat just goes. And then when I was like, fuck it, this is not healthy. I got really sick after that. I wasn't eating. I'd eat like a bird. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to accept who I am. And the boyfriend at the time didn't like that. And I just was like, I'm not going to try to walk on a treadmill for two hours, take Take um, diet pills for a 350 pound man to try to kill this. I'm just going to be who I am. Yeah. So that's well, what happened. <laughs> well, we're, we're thankful that you saw the light because, like I said, everyone I know loved it and don't change a thing. You're absolutely perfect. Yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> and just recently, for much to the delight of a lot of your fans, <laughs> you've gone from the modeling arena now into the world of adult entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we'll get to that in a minute because I've got a lot of questions to ask on that one. But what pretty much made the decision to make the jump from that to adult entertainment? And has it been... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say that again. I The first yeah. part, I lost you. That's okay. If you're still in the tub, we'll have that uh, yeah. vision. So. <laughs> You missed a spot right over. No, but anyway, you made the jump from adult modeling into adult entertainment. So, what finally made the decision to make that jump into uh, that arena? Well, I went out to LA, and that was in November. And I, I actually had four magazine was asking me for three years to be in Bootylicious. Actually, way back before this. They hit me up in January 2011. I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do that. I wasn't confident enough. I was too worried about what people would think, to be honest. Um, I was scared that, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I think I thought people were like, oh, my God, that's awful. (laughs) And then I just decided, like, three years after, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to hit them up. They, They kept asking me, I'd say, like, every six months. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? So then they made the offer so sweet. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't say no to this. So I did it, and then that that came out in August 2014, and then you know I started seeing myself in so many different places, getting emails from 
freaking people in France and Britain and everywhere all over the world. I'd get those, but they weren't that often. Then it was like, I looked at my email, it was like, you know, five a day when there used to be maybe a couple a week. I'm getting like five emails a day. Oh, I saw you in on score. I saw you in delicious. I'm like, man. And then that wasn't such a big deal anymore. So then I thought, all right, you know, I'll go ahead and I get I get hit up by Josh Stone. And they said, hey, Marcy, are you ready to do hardcore? And I thought, you know what? I thought about it for a while, and I said, yeah, I'll do it. So my first work was with them. They're awesome. They're so kind. And then um, I did two <clears throat> different um, – no, I did one scene the first time, and then I – I don't know. It was just it wasn't what I thought. It, it's it's porn is so different from real sex. It's unbelievable, and it's like stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, stop. It's just it wasn't what I thought it was. And um, when you realize that it's really about getting that shot, it just not the same thing as in the bedroom. So it's actually really just work. <laughs> but I loved it. I didn't. I did, it didn't hit me like I thought it would. I was like, okay. You know, the the girl that does makeup says some of the girls sit in the chair, you know, if they're new to this, and one she had the week before was crying. I'm like, really? So I'm like, okay, well, when am I going to cry? So afterwards, I'm thinking, I wonder if I'll cry tonight. And then the next day, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll cry tomorrow. And then I never cried. And I'm like, I guess because I'm used to this. I had a website. I was naked. It, it wasn't something to me where I felt, you know, like it rocked my world and it was horrible. I was honest with my family before I did it, and I told them I was going to do it, and I was honest with everybody so that nobody could say, hey, did you know Marcy's doing this or that, and then hurt people. I didn't want to hurt family members. And I figured if you're mad at me, then all you can be mad at is that I told you the truth. If you yep. get mad at me when I don't tell you the truth, then you're going to be mad at me because I lied. So I'd rather be mad because I told – I'd rather people be mad at me because I told them the truth. Yeah. That's how I looked at it. Exactly, and so how was it during that first scene? Was it were you nervous, or, or did it was it just something that kind of flew by, and then you didn't think much of it, or how was? I mean, a lot of people usually have you know interesting stories from the first time that they actually did it. What was it like for you? I don't know why I just wasn't nervous. Um, I met Asanki. He came in, and he was so nice. And you find that they're not these like pigs that you would think they are. They're not these, oh, baby, I can't wait to fuck you. They're not like that. They're human. They're just, they're there to make a scene, and then they leave. It's, it's not like I thought it was. It, and mm-hmm. Josh and Clint, you know, from Plumper Pass, they're amazing. They're not, um, they're not scumbags. I don't know how to explain it. It's a real business. Yeah. It's ran as a business. It's run that way. They're all super professional. Nobody's like, oh, yeah, you know, stick that stick in here. You know, nothing's like that. It's not like that. They couldn't, they couldn't be more professional. And so is Score. They're super professional, too. And a big shout-out, and, and Marcy's talking about it, but, of course, you know, you can always find the links on her site. But, of course, she did the uh, things with Score and as well as with uh, Plumper Pass. And uh, also she has a couple of scenes with uh, Josh Known, Triple uh, X, uh, which are great. And if you have not seen them, definitely get a chance to go and see them. <laughs> um, yeah, and I have one with Industry Invaders, too, but that hasn't come out yet. He's going to put that on a milk site, so... We'll definitely keep it oh, posted. And Sarah J. Sarah J. too. I have a girl go with her, so that's awesome. 
Yes, I was I was going to get to that because we've seen here late we've seen here lately on uh, your Twitter page that you have done some scenes, especially with Virgo or uh, Peridot, uh, Peridot or Peridot. Is it Peridot or Peridot? Because I want to make sure I get that. Well, correct. it's actually pronounced Peridot, but she says Peridot. I would make fun of her all the time. <laughs> you always say your name wrong. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, when I first saw it, I said Peridot, and I was trying to, you know, make it fancy. And then I saw a video, she said Peridot, and I was like, I just want to make sure it's that's correct. That's country. She's a country girl. <laughs> she said, Fantastic. And actually, if you could tell Virgo, she's got a standing invite to come here, too, on the 411 Live. Yeah, so. I will. You'll love her. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. You'll love her. And so you worked with Virgo, and then you worked with, uh, of course, someone who is uh, no stranger to this show, Sarah J., for her website. What was it like working with the both of them? Um, you know, one thing I like about both of them is they're very sweet um, you meet some girls in this business that are just bitches, and I've had the unfortunate opportunity of meeting a couple people like that. So it's just nice to meet someone who doesn't have this ego. Sarah doesn't have that. Virgo doesn't have that. And they're just really, really nice people. And they just want to work. They just want to have fun and make money. It's not like, you know, I'm a diva and... Nothing like that. It was just, it was great. It was a great time. And for a lot of people, they usually say that I'm only going to be doing this for this long. Did you have a time mm-hmm. frame for how long you'd like to do this or just let it go as I it actually, goes? I haven't thought about it. I really haven't thought about it yet. Um, I look at Sally D'Angelo XXX and she didn't start till she was 58. I mean, she's just mm-hmm. amazing to me and she's, um, 60 and doing amazing, and she's like the hottest um, person in that age category, one of the most, uh, you know, in demand, and you can do it, I guess, at any age for as long as you want, so I don't have any set date to stop, um, I guess just when I feel like it, but right now I don't, I don't have any plans, any definite plans. <laughs> and what has the response been from your fans? I mean, a lot of us has followed you for a long time, and I know a lot of people are hoping for this day to see this. And what has the response been from them? Really good. Um, you know, and it's funny because some people will remind me, you said you would never do it. I'm like, yeah, you're right, I did. <laughs> I did. I did say I would never do it. But, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, I said I would never do it because I just couldn't see myself doing that. I just was super-duper embarrassed just to have my top off, you know. And then when I did my website, started that in 2012, and I was like, okay, let me take my bottoms off. And it was weird. It was easier to take my bottoms off than it was the top. And then, okay, you're doing that for a while, and you're naked, and you're like, okay, so I can go one step further. What's what's the big deal? Because I've already been naked. I think to just, you know, go from never doing this to walking on a set, I think that is when a girl would cry, being just shocked, you know, like, whoa. So I think if you're, I've never been a stripper or anything, but if you come from doing that kind of thing or that line of work, I think it makes it easier. Well, I I would say, yeah, and I would say from watching it, I mean, it's, I guess the ultimate compliment would be is you went to it like a, a fish out of well, a fish in water, I guess, in this case, because it, it just looked like, you know, it 
I mean, normally when you see a lot of people with their first timer scenes, and, and it's kind of like that awkward thing of where, you know, they keep you know, mm-hmm. looking at the camera, or there's like you know some awkward moment throughout, and you're kind of like feeling bad for them. But I would have to say that even for, you know, and I've watched videos for a little bit here, but that was like the best first time. I mean, it like it looked so natural, and it's kind of like you, you know, were so great. And I'm pretty sure you've heard it from your fans because I was like, there's a lot of people who start it where I'm pretty sure they would wince going back to look at their first time on camera, but it was fantastic. And I'm pretty sure you've heard the same from uh, everyone. Yeah, I have heard that from people. And I'm thinking, really? Like, what was I, what do people expect you to do? Do they, what, I don't know. So I just thought it wasn't hard. I wasn't embarrassed. And that really implored me too. I was like, that's weird. You would think I would be shy. You would think I would be scared, but I wasn't. And every, you know, it's just, I don't know. Everything was real. That was that's me. That's the way I do things. And I think that's why I wasn't scared because that was really who I am. So mm-hmm. it wasn't this thing where I'm overacting or trying to act a certain way. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I, maybe that's why. I heard some guy said, you know, it, it looked authentic. He goes, especially where he's on top of you. And I was like, really? Well, I haven't seen it. I don't want to watch it because I'm afraid that that's going to taint me. And I'm going to be like, ooh, ugly face right there. Can't do that again. Oh, no, I look stupid there. Can't be doing that. I look like a retard. I don't want to look at it because I know I'm just going to pick it apart and be like, ooh, my stomach is there. Ooh, this, that. So I just decided if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it and walk away from it. Not go back, not look at it, you know. Um, None of that because I don't want to change the way I'm doing things because the way I'm doing it's real. So I don't want to start where I'm double thinking things and I'm triple thinking things too much. You know what I mean? Well, I think I can speak for everybody, and I saw it, and it looked fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> and is there anything that we will not see you do on film? You know what? I'm not going to say never anymore. <laughs> I I don't even want to say no, never, because you never know. I mean, I may turn completely fucking demented and start shitting in my pants and putting out videos like that. I don't know. I hope not, but <laughs> who knows? I don't want to say, because I got a guy that asked me to do that a couple months ago. Will you shit in your underwear? And I'm like, no, that's disgusting. And he goes, what? I don't think it's disgusting. And I said, well, I do. So that's not what I'm going to be known for. Thank you. But who knows? Maybe in five years I'll just think nothing of it. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, you know. <laughs> uh, well, now that you've got a couple of scenes under your belt here, do you have a wish list of stars that you'd like to work with? Hmm. I actually haven't thought that far either. I really wanted to work with Sarah J. I have to say that. So that that was like a wish, a dream come true. Like I feel like all my dreams have come true now because I can't tell you I was so nervous when I was the day of. I was like, I have to cancel this. I have to cancel this. This is like the queen of fucking porn. What if I do shit wrong? What if it sucks? What if she's like, what are you doing? So I get to her studio and I'm like, you have no idea. So I met her before. I met her in 2010 because I sat next to her at Exotica and we talked. And then I sat next to her again in 2011. 
And so I knew her, we knew each other, but not like this. So when I go to her studio, I was like, I didn't want to come. I was so nervous. I was going to cancel. She goes, everybody says that. You know, I'm, I'm just, she is literally so super cool. She's not like, she's not a bitch. I'm sure she could be if you're mean to her, but I'm just saying, as a rule, she's not nasty when she meets you. She's not rude and at all. So that no. that was like something huge for me. And then I have people tweeting me going, I can't believe you're, this is just like what, your third scene? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we can't believe you're working Sarah J already. And um, <laughs> it floored me too because I asked her, I'm the one that approached her, and I said, could I do a scene with you? And I thought she'd say no. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So um, that paid off. I'm so happy. I've tried forever, but uh, for some odd reason, she has not responded. But um, <laughs> to get still her on the show. Well, she's been on the show. She's been on the show a few times, but every time I tell her about doing a scene, she just laughs it off. So I don't know why she oh, laughs at me. But you're uh, funny. <laughs> my my feelings, my pride. But, uh, <laughs> but what? Would your fans be surprised to know about you that you really kind of haven't shared yet? Um, I, I love tarantulas, and I've had many of them. I love them. I, I don't have one right now, but um, my goal one day is to get a bird-eating spider, like the biggest, the Goliath, um, the Goliath spider. <laughs> but it's hard to convince the man I'm with that, hey, I want a $400 spider. You know, it's like to everyone else, it's like, what's that's a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Wow. But I want one. They're all hairy. They will leave hair on them. I've had a salmon pink. I've had a Chilean rose. Those are, like, the most popular. Um, i had a Mexican red leg. I've had... I just love them. I love spiders. Really? So, yeah, that would be something I don't really talk about. <laughs> Where did this love <laughs> come from? I don't know. God, like, when I was a teenager, I just... I saw one in a pet store. The lady said, we have a Goliath bird-eating spider. And I'm like, really? So she takes it out from under the counter, and it was in a, like, a sandwich plastic thing with a cover. Just just the size of a sandwich. She opened it, and she just touched it under its leg with a pen, and he propped up, like, both hind legs up like he was going to bite her, and his fangs came out, and I was like, that's so fucking cool. So I got a Pamphlodates, which is the scientific name for it, but I, I can't remember what the name is, but I got a Pamphlodates. That thing was like $80, a little baby. It grew huge. It was um, all black, had hair on its legs. I love that thing. I don't know how you can love a spider, but I did. And it knew me, so I put my hand in the cage to put the food in there. And then I learned the hard way. I had to clean the cage out once and forgot to put gloves on, and I was digging all that shit out with my hands. I got them out, and then I was digging it all out with my hands, and then all of those hairs go into your skin, and they burn like fiberglass, so I've done that a couple times. I've never gotten bit or anything, but I love I love them. And you can play with the, um, the Chilean rose ones. They don't, they're really friendly, and they don't bite. You can let them crawl on you. They crawl in your room, walk around. Mine used to walk around the edge of the room on the by the wall, around and around and around for hours. That's cool. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. So I was going to say a lot of a lot of girls usually are like spiders? No. <laughs> yeah, weird. Much, but... I don't like snakes. No way. I don't like snakes, but I love spiders. <laughs> and now, the one question that every guy wants to know, and I would be probably just 
bashed if I did not ask this, is that uh, you know every guy pretty much wants to know if there is someone in your life, and if not, what is the perfect guy in your eyes? Yep, I have a guy in my life, and honestly, he's amazing, and I don't want to sound cliche, but what I wanted was someone to listen. You know, sometimes I'll throw a fit, and the last guy I was with like, oh, my God, you're fucking bitching again, and they walk away. This one doesn't do that, which causes me to bitch less, which is funny. has a reverse effect. And um, if I am freaking out or throw a fit and I'm upset, he just listens. And the other thing is, like I always tell him, I want the free stuff. The stuff that you can buy is just boring. I want the free stuff, like spending time, paying attention to me. And I do the same. That's free, but you can't get it. A lot of people won't give you their time. They'll send you for your birthday, you know, a gift card or something in lieu of them spending their time with you. And it's like from anybody, the hardest thing to get is their time. So that's like that's what's the most important to me. Hmm. That's actually, <laughs> I was going to say, that's mostly the mature side because I was like a lot of people don't see that, which is actually you don't get that stuff back, the the free, the free things like that. So yeah. it doesn't, doesn't come often. Now, I always love to ask this question of everyone. If you could do a scene with anyone that isn't in the industry, so it could be, you know, uh, musician, actor, anyone. If you could do a scene with anyone that's not in the industry, who would it be? The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've heard that... uh, a few times. <laughs> he's he's amazing. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the one. Anybody else? Um, you know, I found that what I really like is a great jaw on a guy, and that's what they all have in common. I would say um, Howie Long. I always thought Howie Long. I'd say you know in the nineties, two thousands, he was just awesome looking. But I love that jaw, that big square jaw. That's like just makes a guy look so. Tough. I love that. I would say. Are you him. a sports fan? Yeah, I actually love sports. Okay. What's your favorite teams? Um, Hurricanes, and I just <laughs> don't really care for the NFL. I like college because I do say they don't get paid, but you know sometimes they get thrown shit. So that's not really all the way accurately true. But I, <laughs> I like, I like the band. I like how the band's playing. They're excited. That's why I like college football because the band and the kids are just you know, throwing their heart out there on the field, and I love it. So I definitely love the Hurricanes. Oh. All right. So now you're going to see a bunch of, like, Hurricanes gear come your way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends with a couple of the um, Miami Hurricane football players. I talk to them here and there on Twitter. But I haven't gone to a game in ages. I need to go. There you go. You can go well in the fall when they do return. Or when's the uh, normal spring scrimmage game? I know that's probably coming up in the next like month or two. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I need to do that. Go check that That'll out. That'll be fun. And speaking of uh, making appearances, are there any plans for appearances in other cities here in the coming months for you? Um, I want to do Exotica. I don't know which one yet. I don't know if I'm going to do Chicago or Texas because they're having to go to Texas now. They're skipping Miami, Fort Lauderdale area because it's just kind of dried up there. 
So I'm not sure which one I'm going to do. Might even do L.A., not really sure, but um, I do want to do Exotica for sure. One of them. I will, I will put in your ear that you'll definitely have to do Chicago. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. Go to Chicago. It's mm-hmm. it's insane, and I was there this past year, and, and you can even ask Sarah, who's been here for that, and it's, it's pretty much it, you'd have to – partake in it to get the experience because we don't see it that often and right. exotic is the only thing of its type that comes here every year and there's a huge base of fans here in the midwest and we just don't get it enough so when it does come we definitely show out and we show our support so i would definitely say come to chicago and if you come to chicago i will throw in some giordano's and some garrett's popcorn so cool man go. i'll do it <laughs> There you go. That's your, that's your incentive to come to Chicago. <laughs> awesome. Then, I'm going to do it. I'm going. Regards, <laughs> and in regards to, like, some future projects, I know you, you said there's probably a couple of things that's still out there that uh, have not seen the daylight for fans yet. What are some of those projects that are coming up? Anything that you can kind of uh, uh, give us a sneak preview on? Well, I have a scene for Plumper Pass, April 7th. And it's going to be with Maserati Monica and the guy that they told me it's with is like a legend in the industry. So I don't know if they want me to tell. So you just have to stay tuned. April 7th, I'm going to go out there um, to Miami, shoot for Plumber Pass. Um, definitely, he's a legend. So I'm really honored that they're hiring these kind of people for me to be able to work with because they could just get me any old, you know, wahoo, but they're not. <laughs> so no, no. Yeah, when we talk, I know you can't mention it, but I, I'm just going to throw. Uh, uh, let's see, I'm going to throw a uh, a general idea out there. Uh, is this gentleman one that a lot of people want to work with? Yeah, big time. Uh, is this gentleman, I, I guess, if I could use one word to use this gentleman, is with the word thick come to mind? Yeah, big time. <laughs> And yeah. is it somebody who, and I know Mas, Mas, <laughs> Maserati was on this show, and she said she had uh, one particular person who she wanted to work with, who I was trying to get this person to actually do something with. Is it somebody who she's excited to work with, or that you know of, that she's excited to work with? I don't know, because I haven't talked to her yet. Oh. Um, we both follow each other on Twitter, but I haven't talked to her. But when I, it, it actually said on all my emails from Plumper Pass that the, it was a guest star, and then the owner told me when I was on set, he said, I'm not supposed to say anything just yet, but I'll tell you who it is. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? So um, if, it, if it is who I think it is, I think that you know, I'm going to say this now. If Maserati is listening, she owes me because I, I pretty much set the ball rolling for that, if it is who I think it is. But uh, that should be pretty epic if that is. But, um I think I'm trying to, if it is that person, I've been trying to get him to come on this show. So, hmm, we definitely have to uh, keep our eyes open on that. I think I know Well, you'll know. April 7th, you'll know. But he's a major freaking legend, so. Uh, and it's not Lexington Steel, that's all I got to say, so. No, 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 uh, no, because when I said the word that I said, I only had one person in mind, and every lady who has been on this show has mentioned this guy, and. Um, and I, I, I wish I was in his shoes, and I wish I had his life. But uh, <laughs> you're so funny. Yep, then you already know. I already know. 
Sadly, mm-hmm. it is not me. I, I got passed for that, but um, <laughs> yeah. Still, when they when they when they had to um, when they were sending out the emails, you must have been on the radio. You didn't see it. <laughs> no, you know, I, I think you know. As much as I, you know, I, I love the people at Plumper Pass just like you do. Uh, and as much as uh-huh. I always miss it, I never get like you know any pub from Plumper Pass. They never, you know, say, hey, you know, Lavar, why don't you come on out and at least you know take part in something or at least kind of you know be a part. <laughs> I never get that. And I I'm love gonna have him, to but... talk to Clint then. I'm gonna have to talk to him about that. <laughs> No, something. I mean, you know, I mean, as much as I always mention him and everything else, plumper pass, plumper pass, I mean, but yeah. <laughs> he is so busy. That man and Josh work every single day, so they are yeah. getting it. Yeah. And speaking of online and everything else, what's the wildest thing that you've seen written about you? And I guess another question to follow that back up, do you actually get a chance to even read what's written about you? I used to read it, um, but then I would get mad because there are shitty comments. There, um, I would get dumb emails from people. The funniest one was this guy that said, please stop, you know your ass isn't real. And I was like, um, maybe you need to educate yourself and look at some YouTube videos, some daily motion, the shit just is like jello. He goes, mm-hmm. the water don't work that good, mama. That's what he wrote back, and I just started laughing. I was like, whatever. So I, I got to the point where I had to quit reading it because it's just like, how are you going to send me an email and you know about my life? How are you going to make an Instagram comment? I saw one the other day, which is funny because I don't even read those anymore. There might be so much shitty stuff under my Instagram, and I won't even see it because I don't care. But one of them said, this girl wrote, she says her butt's real in her bio, but I don't believe that. And then I thought, I don't really give a fuck if you believe it. Because just like there's people that are born with too big a fucking nose, just like there's people that are born with humongous titties, big-ass noses, big-ass dicks, you can also be born with a big ass, period. So I kind of thought, there's, there's all kind of extremes for everything, you know, people that have crazy fucking eyebrows, and <laughs> there's everything, so... To sit here and say zero percentage of white women have a big butt naturally is dumb because five, six years ago, you wouldn't be saying that if you saw me, which I was out there. I was just a lot thinner. My butt was like 44 inches, and now I've gained weight because I hurt my knee, couldn't exercise for a couple of years, and then I put weight on, which is hard to get off, and then um, now it's like it was 48, and then I before I went to score, I measured it, and it was 49 and a half, and I was like, what the fuck, man, i got to lose weight. This is crazy. I don't want to be always changing my number. But so when I start working out and I'm walking and I look the way I want to, which is a little heavier than the way I used to be when I came out, then it's like 48. But then lately it's been 49. So I'm just like, whatever, you know. It's, it's going to fluctuate somewhere between 48 and probably 50. So <laughs> it's just two inches, not really that big a deal. But people, people look at it like, oh, why is she always changing the... The inches, and then you start looking at it, you're like, it's just their opinion. I really don't give a shit. Have have whatever fucking opinion you want on me. It's cool. You don't like me, that's okay. You don't have to. Well, I will say, if you do need someone um, to be there to measure it every so often, I, I am available. <laughs> just, just, okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to mail you the measuring tape then. <laughs> there, there, there you go, just putting it out there. And I guess mm-hmm. to answer that question to that fan who doubts it, if you have followed 
Marcy for as long as us true fans have, and you know that it is real and it is spectacular. So there's your answer. Thank you. Thank you. Final, uh, <laughs> the final question I have, what would you like to have accomplished before 2015 is done? I want my own show, and that's in the works. Um, I have been trying to do that for a while. This, it, first it was going to be a reality show, and then that kind of fell through. But now I have a different opportunity. I'm working with somebody for um, a sort of like sex talk show type of thing. So Ooh. I've always wanted to do TV. That's like what I love. So, And I'm going to start a production company and then start making money on that end too in, in the niche sites. You know, I want to get a lot of those built up. So, well, But that's in the future. Or, so. If you need an announcer or a sidekick, I am available. Yay! Good. I'm gonna keep that in mind. I might have you do some voiceovers for shit. <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm free anytime you want me to be. So that'll work. Yes. All right. And so with that, just to make sure we got everything covered, because Marcy is awesome for coming on here, and I can't thank her enough. But of course, you can follow her on Twitter at Marcy Diamond, and then on the web at Marcy Online, where that's her clips for sale page. So definitely go and support her with that. Check out her scene on Plumper Pass. Check out her scene on Josh Stone Triple X. You know, am I missing anything? I, I'm trying to figure out here because in this wonderful world of social media, there's so much. Are there any, like any plans yeah, to like really, fan? I really interact on Tumblr, like probably I'd say the most because you can put any picture you want there. So I really, mm-hmm. that's like my favorite social site is Tumblr. And I'm always updating shit on there. People write me emails. Um, I try to answer as many as I can. So it's that's my favorite site. So they can follow me at marcydiamond.tumblr.com. Yes, and you can be on the lookout for Marcy, especially when she gets her show, in which, you know, I'll be doing the voiceovers and be the sidekick, and I'll just be Yay. hanging out with the tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. I'm so happy for you because I was like, you like to see people who are – so great, do so good, and like I said, been following you for a long time. And I'm number one. I'm thankful for you for coming on this show. And you know, you you could be going anywhere and could have said, "Hey, I'll do the bigger shows, and I'll come back to you when you get up there." But uh, you stopped by here on the start of what I'm pretty sure is a busy media campaign for you, and doing tons of interviews and uh, tons of other stuff. So thank you for that. And as no I said, problem. you know. Just keep doing you because, like I said, our true fans, we love it, and we love everything about you. So much success you. Uh, in 2015. And, ho- and, hey, if you got free time even before then, whatever else comes back up, as I always say, Mikasa Sukasa, you are welcome back here anytime. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll be back on. So I'm, I'm happy any, you had me. Thank you. And any final words out there for your, uh, your loyal fans? Yeah, just, you know, stay tuned because I have a site coming out. Um, I got my, for a while I had a different site that was um, Marcy Online, and I redirected Marcy Online to Clips for Sale because I was in some legal wranglings on that one on my my site, and I finally got it. So I'm going to be updating that one and putting content up there, a lot of juicier stuff. I'm going to leave Marcy Online, um, you know, pointed to Clips for Sale, but... This one will have a new name, but it's going to be a juicy, juicy site. So 
you know, it's, you don't really make a whole lot of money off websites anymore. They're just like a real nice, nice, nice uh, business card in a sense, you know, that gotcha. your website anymore. But um, I'm going to have that up, I'd say, okay. in about three months, two or three months. But I will good. tell the name, and then maybe once it comes out, I'll be on your show again, and you can tell everybody. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. And I still hear the tub, so did you need a towel boy? I mean, I can be there shortly if need be. <laughs> no, because I'm getting out now. It's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> next time around. Yes, yes, next time around. See, you heard that? It's on the record next time around. So. <laughs> and with that, I thank you so much, Marcy, for coming on. Uh, love everything you do. Love you. And like I said, much success. And, of course, if for you know, if you want to always get the links to these shows, you can catch us on Twitter at News Comment BTR. And for all of Marcy's fans, not only will this show be on Blog Talk Radio if you, you know, want to hear it again, but it will also be available on iTunes as a podcast later tonight. So definitely going, you can download that. So Marcy will now be everywhere, including iTunes, thanks to us. So. Yay. <laughs> and with that, I know, that's, that's exciting, isn't it? I, that's the one part of the show I love is that, now you're on iTunes too, so. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Thank you. Well, keep on rocking, Marcy, and we'll definitely be hearing more from you. And like I said, everybody, go out, support her, support her, support her. Check her out on Twitter. Check her out on the websites. Check out her videos because they are awesome, and I give it as many stars as you can give it. And with that, thank you so much, oh, yeah. and have a great evening, Marcy. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for joining us on the 411 Lounge. I am LeVar, and we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. 